Lukey working in, right side, saved by Leonard, rebound, another stop Leonard, puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin Leonard, and the rebound goes wide. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Nolan Patrick comes in, drops it off, out and shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard, Justice, live inside Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Holmes up. You were concerned about your wound today. You were very concerned. I never know which mic. He tells the other guy tells me to use this mic. Oh wow! I totally. Oh, well, this is off to a rousing start. It is great start. Yeah. Can, can, can Here, you I'll confirm just turn them both that? on. How about that? Uh, yeah. The other guy yeah. wants me to use he, this mic over here, and I always grab this one uh-huh. because it's the one right in front of me. Yeah. So yeah, I just assumed you were going to use it, the one in front of you. Exactly. I'll tell you this. Every day I think the same thing, and the other guy says, no, use the one way over there. But this is proof mm-hmm. that I can use the one right in front of me. What astounds me is, like, every time I'm in studio, yeah. that happens. I, it makes no time. sense. And yet, when I'm not, it doesn't. I don't I don't understand. Is that, are you here then, or what? I don't understand why I can't use the microphone right in front of me you every day. You can. No. No, you can't. The other guy says no. You okay? So there is there is a weird technical thing that happens with pregame intermissions, postgame when we are doing a Golden Knights game, where that mic comes in on a different channel, and you're not able to use it in well, that. I'm protesting. Just well, just use it from now on, and when he gets back from the south of France, tell him that's the way that it I is. I tried. Oh, okay. He does not now listen. Now I understand where you're coming from. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's he does not listen. It is weird that we have that on a mic instead of, eh, no one knows what we're talking wait, 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 about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know. Is it, though? Like, pause for a moment and just ask yourself the question. Is it weird? I mean, it's weird given the, outside of the building. It'd be weird. Given In this the totality building, I'm just of happy, everything. I'm just happy that we have a button. Right. But just acknowledge this was not my fault because this well, I mean, goes back. you are the one that talked This into... goes back to Chapman. Okay, yeah. Let's say his name. Okay, listen. Chapman. Here's the thing. In this moment, with Chapman living his best life, I'm fully on board with not laying any blame on you, Darren, any blame on you, Jared. No, this is all Chapman. We can blame Chapman. That's fine. And here's the weird part about Chapman. He'll be so excited that we're talking talking about him. him. Even though we're ripping him to shreds. He'll be so excited that we were talking about this will turn into a promo because every one of our promos, <laughs> what's the common link to every one of our promos, Jared Justice? I mean, it, it is Chapman doing a lot of talking. Yes. Which is very strange. And what's, what's he not supposed to be doing during the show? Talking. Well, for the most part, yeah, the, the, the producer is not supposed to be a third mic unless invited. So which mic am I actually supposed to be talking? I have you on mic three if you'd like mic four. Which, which because one's right that? now you look like a video I once saw on the internet. Hold on. Wait, no, no, no. Put that back. I want to take a picture of this. Okay, good. You can tweet that out. Yeah. yeah can will. you put your hand on both mics? I don't know which one. Like, I... 
Are you going to pose for this just, or you just, just want to get an action shot? Yeah, you got to get an action okay. shot. Yeah. Oh, so I would pretend to talk. I would like the people. I'm actually talking right now. I would like the people to know that the rest of the show will be much better than this. <laughs> I mean, we have Jack Eichel's debut to talk about. We have some important Olympic news to discuss. And it may not be the thing that you're thinking of. In fact, I bet it's not the thing that you're thinking of okay. where I'm going to go with the important Olympic news. We also have some National Hockey League information to pass your way. You know, it's moose night in the NHL. Do you guys know what that means? What? Moose night. Moose night? Yeah, moose night I, in the schedule. I do not know what moose night means. There's 10 games. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, to the listeners, Darren just put... No. Hold on. Okay. Moose night. No, 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 no. You, you, put, just, you put one hand and, oh. and then a second hand over your head to make like antlers, and you hold mm-hmm. up all five fingers. Moose night. There's, there's antlers over your head. There's 10 games in the NHL. You, okay. I always thought a thumb just, was an appendage. Just 90 seconds prior to putting both hands on his head to signify a moose, mm-hmm. he said the show was going to get better. Yeah, this is good. This okay, is good. People, people will be going, right. this moose we, night. I mean, when we bury the bar so low, mm-hmm. we can't help exactly. but go over it. Uh, we've got uh, an important game taking place in Winnipeg tonight, historically. Uh, the first uh, all-black broadcast duo is going to take part uh, in that game as Everett Fitzhugh and JT Brown are calling that one for the Seattle Kraken against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, two great dudes, and uh, they're going to uh, make some history. So we'll follow that on Twitter tonight, and I'll try and retweet uh, as, it, as it comes about. But uh, that is a really cool thing that's going to take place. And uh, love it. Like Everett uh, is normally the radio uh, broadcaster. He's doing the games. John Forsland uh, did the national game in Vegas uh, last evening. So uh, neat uh, occurrence there. Uh, the Blue Jackets against the Blackhawks. Seth Jones faces his former team uh, for the first time. The Oilers try to keep their surge going under new head coach Jay Woodcroft. That will happen this evening. And we have so much to get into with the Jack Eichel debut last night in a 2-0 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. I put all reservations aside last night and just went all in on Jack. And yeah, you did. I, and I, I don't apologize for that. Not one bit. I was so excited about Jack. And then when the first shift, complete ozone pressure, mm-hmm. took a couple of bumps from Devon Taves, threw a check. The first power play was electric. And I, like there was, there was a, a lot to like. You didn't, they didn't score. That was... That was what people will will point to, but boy, you you saw a couple of glimpses of what Jack can do, and I I don't apologize for for raising that level of enthusiasm and expectations last night, even though it was game number one. So for me, like the the approach that I had to it is, we're in the dog days. This month is so sporadic in in the Golden Knight schedule, and it's not often in the middle of a season you get the buildup like you had last night with Jack Eichel. Celebrate it, right? Like, go all in. And, and I, I I wasn't as brash as maybe you were, especially mm-hmm. on the on the pregame show. Um, and, and for me, it's hard to temper expectations surrounding Jack Eichel because you and I know how good he can be. And there's just a level of excitement, a level of, of buildup to three months waiting, 11 months not playing, 
that you just wanted to see something awesome and you wanted to kind of put that out into the world, hoping that it would happen. I liked what Jack said about the game too, that he had some fun out there, that yeah, there was well, some, some electricity to the building, that it was uh, an enjoyable experience. That was, that, that's awesome for his first game as, as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights, and it occurs on national television and at home. So the, the line that we saw last night, Evgeny Dodonov, Max Pacioretty, and Jack Eichel is a sub-story, mm-hmm. but just as, as a performance for Jack Eichel. Now you try, I'll, I'll allow you the, the width to sum up his execution with knowing that it was his first game in 11 months. How, how do you think it went? I think he was he was fine. Like I, I think that when you factor in an 11-month layoff, I think you certainly saw rust. You certainly saw moments where Jack wasn't processing the game at the usual level that he would. Uh, there were moments where it, it just seemed like within a new system, didn't necessarily know where to be, where to go. But then there were plays he made that, only he can make. There was a pass from Jack Eichel through four sticks in passing in the passing lane right on the tape of Evgeny Dodonov, right? There were plays on the power play and the utilization of the bumper from Jack on the half wall that the Golden Knights haven't had all mm. year long. Quick, snappy, yeah. and effective. And so for me, like, knowing where to be is going to come. Having have, getting back up to game speed, getting used to processing how quick the game is and what type of reactions you need to have, that's all coming for Jack. But those flashes of brilliance and understanding what his skill set can bring to the table and wh- how quick and 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 how few opportunities he needs to pay to break a game open, that was on full display last night. I wonder how tired he was last night. I'd argue pretty tired. Like just emotionally. Yeah. And physically, going through something like that. I mean, I, I think you know, anytime you're you're looking forward to something for a long time, it, it, getting through it is almost more exhausting than than anything physical you have to do in going through it. So, yeah, like I'm right there with you. I think that you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, today was probably a, a drained day for Jack, but gets to go right back out and do it again tomorrow. What was your favorite part of the debut? I mean, it was it was that. It was that Dodonov pass. Like I, again, you, like when you're able to feather it through four sticks, and it's right on the tape, and and, and if Dodonov's able to kind of one time that or doesn't miss it high and wide, like you're looking at a completely different game in in, in the context of of what we got got last night. Uh, the fact that he was able to make that pass was phenomenal. Um, and you know, for me again, it, it's it goes back to the power play because I think that's an area where Jack is really going to elevate this team. And you know what? They they had a really good 45 second to one minute span on that first power play. That's really dangerous. I'm going to make an executive decision right now. Jared, I'm going to open the phones. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Your thoughts on Jack Eichel's debut. Just, just Jack. And we'll get into the game and we'll get into the hit on Nolan Patrick. We'll dissect everything about what happened as the end result last night. But just on Jack, if, if you have a comment, if you have a takeaway, if you have a favorite moment, 702-876-1340. The play on the power play that you alluded to with the bumper, we haven't witnessed that this year. No. And the way they threw that around, I, I went last night as a fan. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. After our show, I stayed in the in, in the rink, went down to, to my seats, and uh, Jen and I watched the game. And when they got that first power play uh, off the Nolan Patrick uh, hit uh, uh, when Nathan McKinnon got him, I was so excited to see what that was. And, and they had to make a slight change with uh, with uh, Patrick being up. But seeing that first power play go, yeah, that was like, I, I nudged Jen with my elbow and she's like, <laughs> don't hit me. I said, yeah. no, watch this. This is this is good. I've been wait- this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. We have Mike on line one. Mike, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. What's up, bud? Well, you caught me off guard, but thank you for doing mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I regaled Ryan with some of these same words last night on the post game. But you know, I was I was in the profession for thirty years, and I've never experienced anything quite like what we saw last night. And I, well, I give in you what all way? In what, what in what way, there, uh, buddy? What's that? In what way that you've never seen anything like what we saw last night in thirty years? Before? Well, here's why. What I mean by that is a good question. I've never seen anybody come back from a year off to, with a different team and a different set of teammates and a skill set that no one de- denies, and asked to do what he would normally do if he were in midseason form. Now, you, you didn't go to Jack and say, Jack, I'm counting on you for a goal and two assists tonight. I know you didn't do that. No, I but sent him a put, text. You put it out there <laughs> so that the public might have expected that, and I'm just shaking my head going, no, this is not going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, Darren, it isn't going to happen on night number one against the best team in hockey. It just isn't. So do you think and, I was unrealistic? Yes. I thought I thought you were full of hype and hyperbole, and I love you to death, but it wasn't the time and the place for it. Not that it affected Jack. He, he could care less what you had to say. No, 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 show. no. He takes me very seriously. No, he doesn't. I can attest to <laughs> if that. If he's listening. <laughs> He's not listening to any of this, but the point is, is that you gave fans the unrealistic expectation of a guy. Now, if he was coming off of eight weeks from wrist surgery with the same team and the same group of people, yes, you could put that expectation on him. Just as Max Pacioretty has sorely disappointed us in his return, for whatever reason, not that I'm blaming him. But there's an example of a guy who could be up to speed but isn't, as opposed to a guy who has no business being up to speed yet but will be sensational someday soon, if that's a good enough explanation. It would have been a lot easier, Mike. Thank you for the call. appreciate it. Uh, would have been a lot easier to just toe the party line and say, hey, well, we'll see. He's going to work his way into it three or four games, and we'll see what happens. I was legitimately excited last night. That's as close to fandom as I've allowed to seep onto the air here. Yeah. With my excitement level for Jack Eichel last night. And I, I think there's stuff there that still is, is worthy of being really excited about last night. I mean, outside of a goal, outside of production, I, I, you know, we've, we've talked about two or three plays already. To, to this point where Jack was good. And I I understand you want to see points. I understand the Golden Knights got shut out last night. Like I, I get the the idea or the prevailing thought that it was a a lackluster debut of, of sorts or the debut didn't go the way you wanted it to. Um but it's not like there weren't moments where Jack did things that only he can do mm-hmm. that we haven't seen happen for the Golden Knights. The power play is 
that the point number one in that it, it I said it, you said it, Pete DeBoer said it. The Golden Knights were able to do things on the power last night. They had no business and have not done all year long. And we're talking about 49 games. Yeah, that, that comment today that Pete DeBoer made at the media availability made a couple of plays, haven't made all year. Yeah. Uh, back to the phone lines, Jared. All right, line three, Stephanie. Line three, Stephanie. Hi. What's happening? Oh, well, driving my daughter to uh, skating lessons. But oh. I had, um, I think I had reasonable expectations for Jack's debut, and that was for Jack to not get hurt, um, uh-huh. and that that went well. Um, I think that this was probably one of the biggest like trial by fire moments I remember seeing in sports um, in a long time. You know, he came back after almost a year of not playing a you know professional level game to play against really the best team in the league right now. And, you know, even after going down a forward, the entire team didn't give up any goals either. Like, it just, it was, you know, to be thrown back into that, I think that we saw a lot of what Jack Eichel could be, and I'm really excited about it. I agree. Thanks, uh, Stephanie. Appreciate it, and have a great time over at the rink uh, with those skating lessons. The... The idea that Jack was going to go out there and score a hat trick, yeah, that's probably not fair uh, to expect that. Could it have happened? If there's a player that the Vegas Golden Knights have put out there Uh in the history of their team with that skill set, that's the guy. But boy, when, when Stephanie talks about getting through the game healthy, we all we all laugh, but that is a significant step in this process yeah, for Jack surgery. Eichel. Artificial dick disc replacement surgery for Jack Eichel. The delay was not on. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, artificial disc replacement surgery. Yep, and it gets through the game, and he's healthy. That is a significant event. Like for me. I- that's what I think made his first shift of the game so incredibly important because, as you mentioned, took some hits, threw a hit. Yeah. And and you wanted to see how quickly he'd kind of, like, put his his foot in the water there, um, and, and he wasted little time, and I think that's a really good sign, too. Back to the phones. All right, back to line one with a different Mike, I assume. Mike, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. What do you think of Jack last night? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I think the best part was how he didn't look affected by the injury at all. Like uh, last caller mentioned, it was great he didn't get hurt. Um, but as Ryan just mentioned, he was out there throwing hits, putting his body in mix. So I think it was good from that standpoint to look and see that he's not affected by the injury. He looks to be moving forward and that the other stuff will come in line as he gets more minutes, right? The rust will shake off and we'll start seeing those Jack Eichel plays come uh, more and more similar like we saw a couple last night. Did you find yourself watching just Eichel when he was on the ice, or were you just watching it like you would every other Vegas Golden Knight fan uh, game? No, I was watching just Eichel. I mean, that was when we found out he was debuting. It was a big event to just watch him. Um, I'm not, I think as most fans are, like we'd love to get the winning against Colorado every time we can, but um, I think we know we're going to probably see them in the playoffs. I'm not as concerned with uh, the regular season game um, in and of itself. I think the most important part was Jack Eichel. So I was focused on him probably the whole time. 
Uh, appreciate it. Uh, well thought out. Uh, there's Mike on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, 702-876-1340. It's my fault, but the delay's not on because I didn't tell him we were going to take calls. Good point. So let's let's uh, let's keep it clean. So right, right <laughs> now, to myself here. Right now, it's it's all all the blame of this first segment goes yeah. to Chris Chapman, and now all, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, it's just well, a it trickle down effect. Help that the phone, I keep getting dropped calls. <laughs> wow. That's gonna happen. You just gotta work through. Oh it, no, buddy. I I am still blaming Chapman. Eichel's <laughs> Eichel's line last night: seventeen thirty-two of total ice time. Mm-hmm. Played a minute fifty on the power play. Yep. Took a couple of penalties. Was yep. minus one. One shot. One attempt that was uh, blocked. One missed the net. So three total attempts. A hit. A giveaway and a takeaway. That's the line. You know, and and I, I think there were moments on the back check, too, like utilizing his speed, being a hound on the puck, uh, making it difficult. I, I like those aspects, the, the compete level, the desire to get in battle. Um, there was a, a shift, I think, in the second period where Jack was down low working on Nathan McKinnon. And we know how well Nathan McKinnon is able to skate in tight corners, how quickly he can lose defenders, and Jack Eichel matched him stride for stride. I think there's there's an element of that, too, that we should be bringing up in, in Jack's debut and return to the game after 11 months off. Jared? Going back out to the phone lines with Rita. Rita, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Long time, no talk. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Um, I enjoyed Jack last night. He did the hit. I love seeing them in the box. It's like I'm here. I ain't screwing around. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he was in there twice. Yeah, he may not have liked it, but I thought, yeah, it's just telling them I'm fine. I'm ready. Uh, I agree with you. It did, it, just curious. Does he not look taller than 6'2 mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. Rita? Yeah, he really did. Yeah, I agree I mean, with you. And he skates nice. He does. His smooth, uh, smooth uh, stride. Uh, thanks, Rita. Appreciate it. Uh, have a good week as the Golden Knights uh, will go to uh, the Cal- LA Kings tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena and then travel to San Jose on Sunday. So uh, one more game on this mini homestand and then face the San Jose Sharks. So just a little bit of an experiment just to find out last night uh, what you guys thought of uh, Jack Eichel. So thanks for the phone calls here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. As we continue, we will get into the game itself from last night. Do you want to take one more call? Okay, one more call. Well, you're answering let's, the phones. Let's take Steve, and then let's go to break. All right. Uh, Steve, you gave me the wrap-up sign, and then I was going no, there. No, I gave Ryan a number in the wrap-up sign. <laughs> here's uh, here's Steve. Uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show, Steve. Hey, boys, big fan. Hey, walking in, the girl and was like, what's that sound? And it's either everyone's mask was off, or it was the electricity that Michael was talking about. Crazy loud in the building. Watching him listen to us yell out night, mm-hmm. saw his stick tap, his face go up, uh, could feel the excitement up in 227. Uh, yeah, I watched him every play. He looked fantastic and uh, is coming right along as we would want to. What's your takeaway from watching Jack Eichel play for the first time in person? Holy moly. Uh, two strides and he's across the ice. Like, uh, the speed is fantastic. The passing, yes, the power play never looked like that before. And uh, just, you know, 
half a shake behind. Yeah. And if he was right on, he'd be in it. You know what I mean? Totally. Uh, Steve, thank you for uh, making it uh, worth uh, us making sure that we got that last call in. That was worth it. Uh, final call of the opening segment of the VGK Insider Show goes to Steve. Uh, Jack Eichel, what do you think happens now? If, if you watch last night and you try to project how long it's going to take to really find his rhythm, are you more optimistic or about the same? Uh, as you were going into last night? I, for me, I, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic. Um, I, again, I thought that, that he made some really good plays. I was um, I was not as brazen in my predictions of what I thought was, was, was going to happen with Jack last night. But I, I still think it's going to take him, you know, from a production standpoint, two or three, three or four games, but until you start to see points really stick to Jack and and I would say it's probably somewhere in the ballpark of ten where when, until he's incredibly comfortable in this system, incredibly comfortable with his teammates and dominating games because I think he can get there in ten games. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a theory. Last night counted for three games because of who you were playing against, because of the tempo of the game, mm-hmm. and then the close contact of of the the score. It was it was like a. 0-0 game to the third period, and you were able to dial in and really get at it mm-hmm. against uh, top competition and, and the matchup against uh, some of the best players in the National Hockey League. I think last night sped up the process. I'd agree with that. I, like I said, I, I leave last night's game more optimistic that Jack's going to arrive sooner than later as, as that Jack Eichel, as the guy that was dominant on a bad Buffalo team for years. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Thanks to all the callers. Appreciate it, uh, including Mike, who tuned me in today. But I'll take that because I was just that excited last night, and uh, I'm even more so uh, going into tomorrow night, and I can't wait to see that first goal, that first point uh, with Jack Eichel uh, on the ice So as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. When we continue, Olympic news to talk about and international hockey news to tell you about uh, the developments uh, taking place. We'll also get into the game as a whole last night. A 2 nothing win for the Colorado Avalanche. Takeaways from that one. It's the BGK Insider Show in Fox Sports, Las Vegas. I think we're I think we're getting more comfortable. I think I think uh, our group has a natural frustration that sets in when they're not scoring, and uh, I think you know we've got to do a better job managing that and and being comfortable in those type of games. If we, you know when we have to be and and we're gonna have to be. I mean, it gets tough. I think it gets frustrating at times. Um, you know, I think. You know, we had a lot of chances. You know, we had a couple, couple two-on-ones, couple. You know, Daddy had a breakaway. Um, you know, I think sometimes it comes down to guys, you know, squeezing their sticks a little too tight. Uh, you know, and not really, you know, relaxing as much. Like it'll come, and I don't think we should be too worried about it. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, ninety-eight point nine FM and thirteen forty AM. So let's get into the rest of the game from last night. Jack Eichel's debut also included uh, a 2-0 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. It was a 0-0 game into the third period. Darcy Kemper and 
Laurent Brassois in a real goalie battle last night. Uh, some of the different uh, actions, uh, events from last evening, uh, the, the Donov placement with Jack Eichel and Max Pacioretty on the top line. You also had uh, the double centers with Chandler Stevenson, uh, who was double shifted a lot last mm-hmm. night uh, with uh, Nicholas Waugh uh, as, as they played on that third line with Jonathan Marcheseau. The misfits were late in the game, uh, were reunited. Uh, and you also had the, the hit by Nathan McKinnon or the collision between Nathan McKinnon and and Nolan Patrick, which knocked uh, Nolan Patrick out of the game 14 seconds into his first shift. Yeah, I I mean, I think that that's kind of one of the big talking points in last night's game for a number of different reasons. Number one, uh, it didn't look good in the moment yeah. for Nolan Patrick. It certainly didn't uh, bode well for Nolan that he wasn't able to return to the game. Um, and with his history, the only thing you're hoping for, the only thing that you're really focused in on right now is the health of Nolan Patrick and when he might be able to get back to full health for this hockey club. It was the, the shoulder to the head. Yeah. And then it was also, uh, looked like he hit his head on the ice yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When, yeah. when he fell down. Yeah. So uh, those two things uh, connected, uh, come into play when it knocks him out of the game and we'll wait and see uh, the updates uh, for Nolan Patrick. Uh, There will not be any supplementary discipline on the interference penalty that was handed out to Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And I I think that, you know, I'm not terribly surprised by that uh, if I'm being honest. And, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, myself included, were, were in, in the, of the thought last night that, Perhaps you go five minutes and Mm -hmm. then you review it and try to kind of figure out exactly what happened and whether or not um, it was a major penalty. Like, I I don't like it. However, I I think the the question becomes, is Nathan McKinnon trying to throw a body check or is it two guys competing for positioning? Like, that's that's kind of how you frame that play and whether or not it's going to be a five-minute major and an illegal check to the head, or if it's incidental contact because you've got two guys that are competing for a puck. Um, I think emotional attachment goes to that sucks for Nolan Patrick. That's not the type of play I want to see in the game. Um, And you never want to see a player, especially with that history, leave the ice and not be able to come back in that much duress. Amazing how you can be swayed just depending on who the player causing the collision is. Mm Mm-hmm. If if that's Kadri, up in arms. Oh, 100 percent. If it's McKinnon, there's certainly a, a solid amount of noise last night. Yeah. But there was also some reserved nature to the to the opinion. Uh, my initial opinions were not very reserved. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Right. And and again, as as I have viewed the play more and more, I understand the argument of. Two players jockeying for position, uh, but I, I still think you're you're getting shoulder right into the jaw. Like to me, it's more than a two minute. Penalty. When did you come around that maybe it wasn't worthy of uh, a forty year prison sentence? <laughs> um, I I mean probably probably this morning, kind of reviewing oh, it. it. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I mean you have to you have to recognize right, like trying to get as many views as many angles on it during the game while trying to keep an yeah. eye on the game the post-game show, um, sit, sitting back, thinking about it on the drive, and then, you know, you wake up in the morning, you look at it with a fresh set of perspective and maybe a different angle, and, you know, you, you look at it and you say, okay, 
I understand the reasoning. I understand the argument why there's not going to be supplemental discipline. I get all that, uh, but it doesn't make the 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 moments of that hit being delivered any less frustrating as somebody that is just hopeful for the well-being of players. Do you think you're influenced because it was Nolan Patrick and his past history and the fact in, that he had it, to be helped off the ice and then uh, did not return? Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. In the same way that we're influenced on whether or not it's Nathan McKinnon or Nazem Kadri, right? Like, if it's Nazem Kadri, everyone's calling for a five-minute major kicked out of the game and two or three or four game suspension. With Nathan McKinnon, it's not – you get the benefit of the doubt. Number one, you're a superstar. Number two, you're, you're not looked at as a dirty player. You haven't been suspended. You haven't crossed that line. So, um, yeah, I think all those things factor in. But, yeah, of course, because it's, it's Nolan Patrick, if it was – another Golden Knight player that doesn't have the history that Nolan Patrick does, I think that it softens it a little bit, for sure. Uh, where I sit is right behind the uh, Vegas net for the first and the third period, so yeah. I was looking at uh, straight down the ice. And I'll admit, I thought I missed something because it didn't jump out to me yeah. as as a, as a dirty hit. It, it looked like interference, and there was contact, and then I, I could see his head hit the ice, and uh, I, I thought... Uh, and assumed that that's where he he led to the injury and suffered the injury. Uh, I was in the, the minority in that because everybody around me in 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 that <laughs> mode and obviously uh, hard and fast VGK fans were outraged. Mm -hmm. And then I talked to a couple of other people and they were upset. Yeah, uh, friends friends within the hockey community they were upset. So I was trying to figure out what I missed. So I I was not um, justified in my first reaction, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I just I didn't see watching them come together. It didn't look like a predatory type situation. And to be to be fair, I think that when you watch it back on the replay and, and after the contact is made with the chin of Nolan Patrick, Nathan McKinnon's arm comes up. And I think that there are optics involved in viewing it in real time, especially if you were on the opposite end of the rink. You probably look at that, you think it's an elbow to the head, right? Like, yeah. I think more than anything, that was probably the initial reaction. But I fall victim to this often. You start looking at things in slow motion. You start mm. really slowing it down frame by frame. And you start to see whatever it is you're looking for. And again, I'm not going to like apologize for this. I hate seeing players get hurt. I don't like it. It's just not something that, that I want to see. And especially when it comes to head injuries, especially given the fact that you know, Nathan McKinnon missed time and the All-Star game after getting a, a blow to the head. Now, different circumstance, different scenario. But, you know, again, I, I just I'm not a fan of, of, of seeing players hurt. So have you ever met anybody who is? No. Uh, well, OK, you know what? Met in person? No. Heard from? Ch uh, chirped at by? Really? Yes. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, you guys. 100 percent. When the pandemic like fully ceases, go watch the game at a bar, and not maybe not even a Golden Knights game. Just go watch a hockey game at a bar. Watch the people like getting people some, watching will, no, somebody people, get hurt. It, people will be like, "Oh come on, he barely touched him," and it's yeah. just like he's bleeding. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, this it doesn't happen all the time, mm -hmm. but the hit that took place last night is a great example of how you have to back it up three seconds, four seconds. To watch the route that both players took. Yeah. And that's where, if you, if you just watch a moment of impact, you're going to be swayed oh, that yeah. that was a bad hit. Yeah. But if you watch the route, the two routes that the, the players took and how they came together, that 
took it away from being a predatory situation. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and again, like, as I sit here looking at it a little bit more objectively, and as I have not just watched the replay, but kind of that play, how it developed, I, again, understand 100% why there's no supplementary discipline. I, I get why uh, in that moment it's a two-minute penalty, but given everything that you're seeing, every every different angle that you had, and it only being slow motion of point of impact, you're looking at that saying that's got to be a five in game. Mm. So. Uh, Dodonov, Pacioretty, and Eichel. What do you think of the line? I, I thought we were calling him Daddy. I like no, no, I like we're Daddy. Not, we're not doing that. We're not. Okay, he like, refu- He will it, not do that. It, it, I think the d- nickname is it's, awesome. It's it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't what, make what any sense. What are the first sense. three letters? How does he pronounce his name? Oh, it doesn't matter. Let, we call yeah. him Millsy. Yeah, and that's that's Ooh, not right either, man. But they do. <laughs> you get mad about it though. Oh yeah, I, I've. I'm so beyond those guys in the morning. If, those if it was pronounced Dadnov, then yeah, mm-hmm. by all means, go for it. But it's not. So why are we doing that? It makes no sense. A little creepy. He won't. He won't buy into that. Yeah. What What do you think of the line? I, I mean, I thought that they were. I thought that they were kind of a, the same as Jack. Like I thought that there were moments. There were certainly periods of time where they had their chances. You look at Jack winning a board battle, getting the puck to patch ready, a, a breakaway for Dodonov. Um, I liked the 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 selection of trying to get Darcy Kemper to overcommit and going against the grain is just a really good save. Uh, again, I mentioned the, the Eichel pass to Dodonov through four sticks right on the tape in the second period. Uh, those are the types of plays that you're looking at that can break a game wide open. Obviously patch opposite Eichel on the power play. I thought was good um, as a line. I want to see more of it and I want to see more of it where the golden Knights are able to roll four and not having to kind of account for Nolan Patrick not being in the game for the majority of the game and having to double shift and move things around all night. The six shots on goal Mm -hmm. for that threesome. Yeah. Which is okay. Uh, Normally, Max Pacioretty is six shots himself. Sure. But uh, I think that 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 line should be much better tomorrow night, having gone through it once. And the deference by Dodonov or Pacioretty knowing that Eichel's out there, uh, will will slowly ebb away. And same with Eichel, trying to get the puck instead of taking it himself, will will slowly ebb, uh, ebb away. So the, the game tomorrow night against Los Angeles and then Sunday uh, in quick succession to San Jose, I, I think we'll see some real progress. Uh, I think more so than, I, I think Eichel's going to be there quicker. But the, the, the line itself, I, I think, has more growth uh, to take place than just Eichel's game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Again, you saw flashes, and you, you, you need to have a little bit of time to build some chemistry. And I, I think Dodonov eichel had some moments. Pacioretty eichel had yeah. some moments. But yeah, collectively, as a trio, it, maybe one or two plays. So what you're looking for is just more. Build upon it continue to, to work in that direction. And, you know, you're going to get into a situation where Mike might call up on uh, on Monday and tell you that you're continuing to oversell things. Wow. Uh, so I had a conversation with Brett Howden today. Okay. A, a quick uh, discussion. And it was, was not really a discussion. Uh, Brett uh, lost his line mate, Nolan Patrick, mm-hmm. 14 seconds into the first shift. So it's William Carrier, 
Brett Howden, and then whoever. Yeah. And you're you're double shifting somebody over uh, on that side. Uh, and I wanted to know, like, how how soon in advance to a shift does he find out from Pete who's going to be playing on that that spot? Mm-hmm. Because it, it seemed to be, is it random? Is it like how does it work? Is yeah. it uh, a center iceman? Is it a winger? Uh, and he said, no, it, they they would just find out when their line was up next when they were called. Uh, they would, uh, Pete would call out the whoever was going to play with him. So they would find out then. But what occurred was, it, 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 if you're in some kind of rotation, well, you're not going to take the line that was on right before. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't leave a player out there for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Uh, you would prefer not to take the line that was out there the shift prior because that's less time to, to recover. It actually ended up being Chandler Stevenson that played a lot on mm-hmm. that line. Uh, Chandler Stevenson was very noticeable last night, whether he's playing on that line or his own line. Yeah, I thought Chandler had uh, a, a whale of a game. I, I mean, again, you, you look at a shorthanded opportunity, breakaway mm-hmm. chance for Chandler Stevenson. Uh, he was in and around all of all the action for the Golden Knights. Um, some really good looks, some chemistry building uh, with with Marcia So and, and Nick Wall. I guess that, that line as, as a trio looked pretty good for large stretches of the game. And, you know, I, I would say that Chandler had the legs that we're used to seeing him have in a game where he looks like and is the fastest skater on the ice. What about Papa Gino for Evgeny Dodonov's nickname, if it can't be Daddy? I think Daddy might be better. Yeah, I think so, too, but I'm just trying to just win him over. With this guy. If I come up with some really bad ones, he'll go, okay, let's just go with Daddy. Shea Theodore. Went with Daddy. Uh, when we continue, it's the play of the day. We've also got one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, some Olympic news to pass your way there, and more on last night's uh, 2 nothing loss against Colorado. What's the takeaway from that game? It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Puppy. If you are a poke checker, because your hand slides down and there's a big knot, big dent in Barkov behind his back and he scores! Alexander Barkov danced his way in and ties it. And what an outstanding move as a left-hand shot. Looks like he was going through up the middle of the ice where he had a wrister there. He said he takes it back, and it all starts in the defensive zone there. One hand on his stick by Ekblad. He gets beyond Fost, and now it goes up the ice. And a nice little pass. We'll see the hands of Barkov right here, using the backside of his blade. Now he goes on the backhand and squeaks this one through the goaltender, Anderson. But this is a world-class move by a world-class player. Thanks for coming. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. That is our play of the day. Courtesy of the Florida Panthers and Andre Barkov. Sasha was good last night. Florida Panthers were good last night. A little bit of a message sent last night. Tied it late, won it early in overtime, and the Florida Panthers... Outdueled the Carolina Hurricanes. Did he say last night too many times in that sentence and make it weird? <laughs> There's a lot about that that was weird, there, uh, Jared. A lot. It was. It was a really cool. Tied it late. Wanted early. Wanted early. It was a lot. There's well, a lot going on there. They tied it late in the yeah. third period. Yeah, but that's not how it early it. in overtime. That's not how you said it. It's how it you said it. Oh. Yeah. A little seduction in your voice. Think. Oh. Yeah. 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 It was You're a good feeling game. it. I was watching some of that game because. Our game came on right after. 
national <laughs> broadcast. Yeah. Uh, hour number two of the VGK Insider Show is coming up. One-timers, some Olympic stuff for you in that one. And we'll get back into the game against the Colorado Avalanche. Takeaway, I'll tell you next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> 